Sairam dear listeners welcome to Tris with Divinity my guests today are Mrs Sunita and Dr Ramesh Vadwani from Shelton Connecticut USA the couple have been devoted to Bhagwan Sri Satyasai Baba since 1978 and today their personal and professional lives are twined around Swami Mrs Sunita Vadwani is the founder as well as the executive vice president finance for Sai Systems International a Shelton Connecticut headquartered rapidly growing IT consulting software and systems engineering company that specializes in cost effective delivery of information technology products and services Sunita founded the business in 1987 as a mail order house for PCs and a hardware systems testing laboratory. The company was named Sai Systems Lab at that time. In 1993, Sunita Vadwani helped transition the business to Sai Systems International Incorporated with increased business focus on technology consulting services practice. Currently, she is responsible for overseeing the finance and operational functions of the organization. Her responsibilities include management as well as business planning. Sunita holds a bachelor's of art degree in political science and economics from the Pune University. Sunita shares her business success as well as her devotion to Sai, that is Bhagwan Sri Satyasai Baba and Sai Systems International Incorporated with her husband Dr. Ramesh Vadwani, who is the co-founder president and ceo of sai systems international during his 23 years of service sai systems has won several prominent industry awards including fast 50 growing asian american business and inc 5000 fastest growing company under his leadership sai systems has grown to a 300 plus employees with international operations in six countries sai focuses on financial services healthcare manufacturing and government verticals with most customer relationships dating back over 10 years Dr Vadwani has over 35 years of experience in software architecture application design and development ranging from medical diagnostic systems telecommunications and process controls to financial and brokerage systems he is a successful entrepreneur and philanthropist focusing on rapid and sustainable growth while maintaining a company culture that is deeply committed to customer success team enrichment and community development his passion lies in philanthropic causes worldwide he instills these values of helping the society with the deep rooted philosophy of love all serve all into his business employees and his personal life The couple remain committed to the Sai mission and they share their time and talent with various branches of the Sai organization. Today we hope to learn much from this inspiring couple whose humility and love for their Sadhguru overrides their impressive professional success. With much love I welcome Sunita ji and Dr. Vadwani to Trust with Divinity. Sai Ram to the both of you. Thank you Sai, Sai Ram. Ram. So nice to have you and uh, I want to go back all the way to 1978. Sunita ji if I may begin with you let's go back to 1978. Where were you and what were you doing when you got introduced to Bhagwan Sri Satyasai Baba? Sai Ram Karuna 1978 we used to live in St. Louis Missouri. Ramesh was doing his PhD in Washington University. So we had our third daughter, Aarti, and my mother was visiting. 
and she curiously asked that do you have any temples or satsangs where I would like to go so I just inquired around it and found out there is a Satya Sai Baba center in St. Louis downtown so we visited and I liked it very much but after she left we kind of forgot with our busy life and within few months a good friend of mine came and she says will you please drive me to center so I obliged and when we went there uh, I liked it very much so I asked uh, you know Swami that if these all people are saying you are God I would like to have some proof that time Ramesh was looking a full-time job because he had just graduated and he has applied everywhere but no reply. So I came back home and I said to him that today I went to a place, uh, it's called Satya Sai Baba and I had asked Satya Sai Baba that if you can get a job for my husband, I will believe that you are God. At the same time, I think then following every Thursday, he got the job offer and he was so confused that he didn't know which one to accept <laughs> and that's what we start our journey to Swami in 1978 wow too many job offers. Too many job offers, yes. Which one to take? So, beautiful journey began thereafter. Yes. Uh, curious thing was that having experienced that phenomena, that how Bhagavan was listening to her. So, she said, before you pick up a job, you must go to Swami and get his permission. Because what has happened? Because of his grace. So... We just finished graduation. We are on a budget, hand him out, and uh, yeah, we figured out how, how we're going to go. So then I said, Why don't we all go? And some friends offered to lend us money. But then she was not comfortable with the idea. But just so happened the very next day, we, we never won a credit card, and two credit cards came in the mail. Oh. Just, and so I booked. Tickets for both of us and three children. The children were very small those that time. And the uh, rest is history. We just flew the flight. We came down. Had a bit difficulty coming to the ashram. We didn't know much about Swami. Uh, she left the children with with her parents in Pune. And uh, we find, finally, finally made, made it here. It was like Thursday, I believe. Um, and as soon as we coming in, Swami was leaving the ashram. Then my driver said, looks like Bhagwan is leaving this place, oh. back to Bangalore. But he actually went to Gokulam. Uh-huh. And that's when I had my first glimpse of Swami, in, in, who, who, playing with the cows in Gokulam. And next morning, uh, darshan happened. And uh, uh, so next morning, nothing happened. Mm. And then in the evening, darshan, Swami came and autographed the book for me. Mm. Yeah, with love and blessings, Sri Sathya Sai Baba. That, that was enough of proof that we were looking for blessings to go take the job. But it made the matter a little bit more confusing, in my mind, so to say, because our center president, St. Louis, had said, once you leave to Bhagawan, you, he calls you, but when you leave from there, you must ask his permission to leave. Mm. And we were nobody, don't know how, how to ask permission, and uh, didn't know what to do. And here she was at night discussing with me, the driver had come to pick us up back, saying, you 
got the blessings. That's what you came. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about these details. Let's sleep first thing in the morning after dawn darshan. Those are Swamis to come at six in the morning. Yeah. Balcony darshan. So, but I was kind of firm in my mind that Bhagawan knows it because I had the feeling very first visit to center. I said, I have met God. There was just no doubt about it. I said, this is God. You know, that feeling came in my heart right away. When you came to Parthi or in St. Louis? In St. Louis. So, I, I knew in my heart I had to get the permission. So, I told them, if I don't get permission, we are not going. So, I wrote a letter to Bhagawan. I said, if you... I, I wrote a letter to Bhagawan that if you accept this letter, you're giving permission to leave. I see. And I stood in the line and Swami just came from Mandi. Those days to come into men's side, the gold lady's side and came straight out, big line to me, about say 50 feet away. Wow. And just came, picked the letter and walked away without saying anything. So that that was test of my faith to stay stay put and get, get his permission. But... As as we came back, it, what surprised me is how Bhagawan takes care of each one of his devotees, little or small. He knew we were not that wealthy that time, couldn't afford it. Of the two credit cards, one credit card's bill never came through for the airline tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just another, you know. $2,000 savings and mm. air tickets, but it was his grace. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, how did you make up your mind which job you wanted to take, Dr. Vadwani? Uh, the question was hard and we couldn't figure out. So, our center president said, normally what you do is you put the chits in front of Swami and you pick pick one. And that's what we did. We, we put the chits and picked one. It just so happened we didn't pick what he told us to pick, we picked the one closest to a friend, Renu Bambani, which she mentioned to take her to Sai Center. They were closer to us. So we went to a, took a job in Salem, Virginia. I see. And they, that didn't last too long <laughs> with this grace. Then we went and moved, moved to Connecticut later on. Uh-huh. And today, uh, where you are with your own very large company, uh, so this must have been quite an interesting journey. And I understand since Swami came in right after you finished your doctorate, yeah, right. Mm. Uh, your decisions must have been led by him. Uh, what, what has happened is um, in my growth in Swami's fold, I have experienced that he's a guide, he's a family member, he's a guru, he's a grandfather, uh, he's a teacher, and on different levels of realms that we experience. Mm. And uh, as, 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 we, as we march further, look, looking, looking to the journey, we, we came to Swami every year for the next 11 years, mm-hmm. or year, every year and a half. And every time he came to Swami, he would ask me, where are you from? And I saw me, I'm from St. Louis. Then I would come back and he asked me, another time, where are you from? Saw me, I'm from Virginia. And then I got curious and asked uh, in the ashram offices, they say he's God, he, he knows where we're from, he knows where, where we belong. Why is he asking me this question? It doesn't make sense to me. And the, uh, the uh, office told me, why do you wait too much? Swami comes out, sees thousands of people. He picks two, three people, have a chat, small conversation. You shouldn't think too much about it. Think that his grace is conversing with you. So you have some passion with him. So it was good enough reason. 
But this dialogue continued for several years. Mm-hmm. And one fine morning, I said, I got to answer to this one. So I wanted to open the book, Ross, uh, Professor Murthy's book. Um, uh, and uh, it, it, when I opened random, it says, Swami asked this question quite often. And you need to know that you are from him and you're marching towards him. So, okay, finally I got my answer that this is what it is. Then for next three years, stop asking. <laughs> finally, now that you had the answer, you but were ready. Yeah. And then one time in um, Poonachandra Hall, I was with my little son Manoj. I asked me, where are you from? I saw me from Shelton, Connecticut. Then it, as soon as Swami left, my son said, Dad, what did you do? You know I supposed to answer. <laughs> <laughs> you had coached him well. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, but it, after that, it it was, um, I would say, um, 1990, March, it was my birthday. And I had come and had a little tray in my hand. And Swami came and said, where are you from? And he knew what the answer was going to be. He marched on. And I said, Swami, from you? He turned, what? From me? Go. And did not know what go meant. Oh. And my neighbor is telling me, get up. He's asking to go for interview. Me, an interview? I never interviewed for 11 years. And as soon as we entered the interview room, there was a bunch of uh, southerners. I was the only foreigner there. So Swami's talking tailgo with them. And he asked me the same question. I answered the same way in the interview room. And there was big laughter. I said, it was a big boo-boo, basically. And uh, the story ended there. It was a short, sweet interview. I couldn't follow anything because all Telugu conversations. But it so happened Uncle Chakravarti had called me in the evening to go to his house registrar then. And there was one of the gentlemen, IGP officer, in there too. So he was interviewed. And I asked him curiously, what was laughter about? He said, no, this laughter is not about you. It's about us, the Indians. He said, Swami said, look at my foreigners. They're so confident in the answer. You Indians, you don't even know much how to answer it. So that was a joke on me. Uh, Sunita Ji, were you present in this interview in 1990? No. We uh-huh. came back with the children in uh, Janmashmi, uh-huh. August 1990. And that was our first interview as a family. Oh, my God. What do you remember of that occasion? Uh, that morning was, I'll never forget. The reason, because the children were only eight, six, and four. So they were not very happy to get up early morning to come down. So their father was not very happy. They say, He told them that you have not come here for a sleep. Please get up. So I told him, why don't you go, start going, and I'll make sure they get ready and come. And we rushed. We got ready, rushed. By the time Swami was already inside the mandir, that was the old good days. They had those canopies and the small doors. So that yes. once the doors are closed, nobody can go. In meantime, Swami had finished all rounds and picked up Ramesh for interview. And Ramesh was sitting in veranda and he was looking all over for us. He couldn't spot us. But we spotted him behind the door and we requested volunteers, which were very strict. They said, no, you cannot leave. And we said, you have to let us go because my husband has been called in for interview. So they obliged. And once we went inside, uh, Swami always likes to make the jokes, you know, make sure that either that he will say something to wife or husband and in his usual manner he did say to me 
झगड़ा करता है हस्बैंड के साथ यू आर फाइटिंग विथ योर हस्बैंड एंड आई सेट ये स्वामी सॉरी एंड देन ही वॉज वेरी हैप्पी एंड आवर ओल्डर डॉटर वॉज जस्ट ग्रेजुएटेड फ्राम हाई स्कूल सो ही आस्ट वी हैड टोल्ड चिल्ड्रन दैट इफ यू आस समथिंग टू स्वामी एंड इफ यू सेज दैन यू मस्ट फॉलो अदरवाइज जस्ट आस्ट ब्लेसिंग्स सो शी सेट नो आई डोंट माइंड मेडिसिन बट विद स्वामीज ग्रेस वी वेन बैक एंड शी अप्लाइड फॉर मेडिकल कॉलेज विच हैपन टू बी इन कनेटिकट कॉलेज कॉल येल कॉलेज सो शी अप्लाइड एंड नाउ शी इज अ सक्सेसफुल पीडियाट्रिशियन वर्किंग इन एटलांटा जॉर्जिया वंडरफुल एंड वट वॉज इट लाइक टू सिट विद द होल फैमिली एंड स्वामी फर्स्ट टाइम वर यू फीलिंग एनी ऑकवर्डनेस फॉर द चिल्ड्रन दिस वॉज द फर्स्ट टाइम इंटरेक्शन these were american born american raised children first first time for the for children was difficult because they used to comforts of life um but having come 11 years all the way through and consistently coming saw me they kind of build firm faith that he is some guru or god and uh, they were practicing human values in and we had formed a sai center in the house so they were up, being brought up as ssc children bali because those they used to call it so for them it just became very natural to accept swami and uh, uh, go along with the idea because it, it was my second interview with this our first family interview mm. because Three months prior than March, I was here, and that time Reshma asked me, "Asked Bhagwan, what should I do?" So Swami said, "Let her be a doctor." Mm-hmm. So I went back and told her, and she says, "No, no, I can't because I'm not taking pre-med classes. I'm not in biology. It's not possible." She applied into different branches of sciences. So, but um, so when you come, you ask for yourself. So that's when, when she came, she heard from him directly. And she got she, into Yale. It's an uh, Ivy League school. Correct. That's very true. Yeah, I mean, she, uh, people work uh, from grade uh, five onwards to prepare themselves for a Yale acceptance. Right. She was luckily she was valedictorian in, in a class, and having being admitted there, uh, she felt very confident that she was the right path. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was pre-med program. Four years later, then yeah. she got again the medical admission at the same co- same university. Wow! So she did for four all eight years pre-med mm-hmm. and med at uh, Yale University, mm. New Haven, Connecticut. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. very impressive. I see. And uh, alongside all this in uh, personal interaction, I think your professional life just blossomed. It, it did. Did and Swami have any uh, guidance uh, for you? Did you feel his hand in your decision making? Very much all the time. Used to ask about the business, how it's going, what's happening. You know, tell him. We had a lot of small cons. After we had first interview, then we had kind of somebody always come and see us. It became just natural, and we were very thrilled about it. But we would always ask ask about Swami, you know, um, about my business and. 
and uh, his guidance every time. But one incident I remember very distinctly, mm-hmm. and it was 1993. Uh, it started, incident started late 1992, where I had a partnership failure, mm-hmm. a breakup, and, uh, it, and he had left and gone, but the banks were following me because he was not there. So it was on the verge of bankruptcy. And I was really concerned. So what happened was those days, Professor Sampath was very close to us. So I picked up a phone and called him. I can't come. I have an issue. I want Swami's guidance, what, what to do. Professor Sampath was the vice chancellor of the Sai University at that time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he was the only one who would take your word to Bhagwan for whatever mm-hmm. relationship that he had. Mm-hmm. And Swami assured him, in his all mercy and grace, tell Vadwani all is okay, Swami is under control and he will take care of it. <laughs> what a reassurance for you it must have been. Right. And then this, then everything, in a month's time, everything fell in place. The banks, things could resolve. Somebody gave, gave, gave us loans and family helped. And within, I would say nine months to a year, we were able to pay off all the debts, just like that. The business type, we were not Wall Street business, the Wall Street business kept coming to us. We were not brokerage business. And that's how we started flourishing. So when I got back to Bhagawan like six months later, and I had to thank him, and he said, as a president, you left your partner run over you, and you should have been more careful than that and gently chid on my cheeks. <laughs> oh, so from here on, there's no more partner for you. I'm your partner. There is no, I'm not your financial partner. I don't want your money. But anytime you have a question, you can always come to me. Don't go here and they're asking questions from people. I'm there for your doors open. You come and ask me. That was a great reassurance. I can't, I'm so indebted for that to serving him because of that. Mm. And how is the partnership going with the Lord of the Universe? It it went on. I mean, I I made a practice that every year I would off give him my balance sheet, my income statement because of my partner, right? Yes. I, I took literally that way. I'll bring in in a folder and off, offer to him. And off and on, we would talk about projects and things to do and our offering and his guidance. He says, you do what you want. Swami doesn't want anything, but lovingly you do what you want. And he guided us gradually in his four. I would say most, I've seen many experiences of devotees coming in with big bangs, Swami sees them right away. Uh, with us, a little different. He's step by step over the years, he kind of helped us realize that he's part and parcel of our life and he's intimately connected to us. Mm. That he's guiding our children and our family and mm. our business mm-hmm. uh, as if that he's one of our family members. Mm. Life coach. Yes. That's why I call him. He's my coach. He's my CEO. I'm just the operator for mm. him. What a blessing. Wow. Now, in your uh, professional life, since 
you know, you had Swami as your partner and your boss in this business. Uh, how did uh, what you were learning at his Lotus Feet, the influence that he was having on you as a human being, the values, the priorities, the fact that he chided you for not being an effective president at one point in time, that yeah. your partner took you for a ride. How did that translate into your business practices, Dr. Vadwani? With time, we realized that if we have to run the business, we shouldn't be running business conventional way, the conventional wisdom, the business driven strictly on financial goals. We uh, should not? No, okay. I, I felt that that was that part and parcel of it, but cannot be ruthless about that. I see. So we built our, our, our company based on human values, based on Practicing Swami's values in business, practicing ethics in business, whether I'm dealing with employees, whether I'm dealing with my suppliers, whether I'm dealing with customers, we, we had to have that, you look at all of them as community, with we should all be equal to them. And so that openness with the employees and the values and structure was such that we, we had these values I call sure, which is uh, seva, unity, um, respect and excellence. These are core values. But I said these core values by itself do not mean much unless there is a filter system. So it's a we call surety, surely driven by dharma. Mm -hmm. So it's a values powered by dharma uh, with underlying basis current being love. So you execute the business on these values making sure that when you take tough decisions, there's an element of love in it what you do, whether it's for employees or customers. Be consistent with it. And that's what he taught us to now run the business as in as much ethics as you can build into the system. And I'm sure you have, uh, as I noticed, more than 300 employees and you operate in six countries. So it must be a very diverse pool of workers. How do they react to uh, this sort of an environment that you're trying to bring in or you have brought into your business, driven by the motto of sure? They see we leave the values. Mm -hmm. They see that its values are not just for talking purposes. Mm. They see we leave the values. They see that we are very philanthropically conscious. We give it to community everywhere and we practice the good values and eventually they start realizing that uh, they have to be part and parcel of it. So in our U.S. environment, we not have a difficulty in employees accepting that as a culture of the, of, of the company. We, you have difficulty? No, we have no difficulty, no difficulty. for okay. them to accept. This is our culture. This is how we, we have to... Uh, run our employee base, our customer base, mm -hmm. our supplier base. Uh, do they wonder uh, where all this goodwill is coming from? About the source of it? In our office, Bhagwan is, has his own office too. So, uh, wherever we have the international offices, we have room for Swami. So, I have a chairman's office and chairman's robe up there. Oh. And we in Swami's manifestations in the office too happening that his presence is there so with time the employees also come to figure out that there's a higher power they were they were guru in, in the in the, the family and they accepted that as a fact oh that's wonderful to know that you have swami has his own office in all size systems yes. branches yes <laughs> very interesting yeah. is that your idea sunita ji I think long time ago when we had a conversation between both of us, we said that we should have a desk for Swami 
And so when we really got our office, first thing we did, we got the desk for him, set up the room. And then afterward, it was easy for us. So whenever we have a new contract coming or whenever we had issues with the business, instead of going, turning home, it's easy for us to go to Swami's office, write a letter or put the new contract, get the blessing. And within a couple of hours, if there are any issues, they kind of get resolved. So we know the Swami is there for us to solve our problems because business means problems. Business cannot run without the problems. But as long as we can solve them with his help, that is more important. Oh, you guys are very well invested in such a good business partner, I must say. <laughs> your consultant, your partner, your CEO can resolve anything. He, he has always done and he always will be doing. Yeah. For sure. One concrete incident happened yes. that I was in India. Mm -hmm. I'd imported some goods from here. We, we were the first time we are doing it some supplier from shipped from here but by, by the time I arrived and they arrived in a warehouse two days later the customs officer came and sealed everything up what you done is right, wrong you shouldn't import it this original US product went to India came back and blah 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 and we were all scared we never felt that such a thing we would do intentionally mm. also knowingly unknowingly for mm. that so she immediately, her practice will be, rather than mailing letters saw me, she write a letter and put it in the prayer room there. And she put it, says, Swami, we have not done anything wrong here to the best of our knowledge, which is your transaction, help us out. That was a simple letter. And within 24 hours, custom officer came on their own. It's okay, I think there's nothing wrong. We take him, they give release letter right away. <laughs> so there are instances like that that have happened off and on that he's taking care of it. I see. And as your business was growing and you were expanding, did you have conversations with Baba and sought his personal um, guidance on what to move ahead with or what to stay away? Did he have any input? Generally, we just informed him, but uh, he never objected to it. There was one incident that you bring it up and comes to my mind. We used to subcontract our work to Satyam. Okay. The IT company IT in India. Company, right, uh -huh. Those days. Uh -huh. yeah, we started working in 1996. We didn't have an offshore center here. Okay. And uh, the relationship went well for three years. and uh -huh. But they knew they cannot compete with me. It's my customers. I'm bringing here to get work done. So they were subcontracted to me. Okay. And they had this sub associate relations to many companies like us. So, but this was a valuable large banking client internationally known and they approached to me that can they take over, take over the client? I said, thou shall not even get closer to it. And then one of the person by name Subu, we used to deal with him and uh, he would quite often not be very pleasant or all looking for shortcuts so I came to, after the trip to Hyderabad, I came to Swami. I would I still remember distinctly it was 1999 or so. Mm -hmm. And he said, that gentleman Subhu, by taking his name, is uh -huh. not a very good gentleman. Swami said. Yes. And you must break the relationship with Satyam and open your own office in Pune. Oh. And that's what Pune Center came in 2000. 
and how he saved you because uh, if uh, our listeners know satyam was the biggest scandal that erupted a little while later Correct. a few years later and the whole business went yeah. bust so what i'm saying as, as my business ceo was always protecting us looking ahead of us and guiding us saying what to do what not to do hmm. when when the times of danger came he intervened and increased the awareness for us Wow, and he told you where to open your office, Pune. Yeah? He told where to open, yeah, where to open office, Pune. Yes, exactly identified. Wow, amazing. So uh, you must have had after that uh, the interactions as they quickened and became deeper engagement with Swami. What are your fondest memories of uh, being in his presence? I notice both of you are uh, uh, blessed with quite a few talismans that Baba has given you, <laughs> and there must have been beautiful memories associated with these moments. I think the personal what comes to me, uh, I had come with a group of twelve girls to summer course in nineteen ninety three. At the same time, uh, just before we were start journey from New York, I got a telegram from my mother in law. Uh, my sister in law sent me that my mother in law is in the hospital as she was very very sick in India. In India. Now I had all said to come with the twelve girls. Summer course was going to start within a week. Ramesh was already was in India for his business trip, so he had planned it such a way that I will meet him in Bombay, and he will help me to transfer the luggage and girls to Bangalore flight, and then he will leave for USA. Now my duty was as a daughter-in-law to take care of mother-in-law, mm. but at the same time my duty was to girls because I had promised them, and they were very much looking forward to come and spend the summer course two weeks with Swami. So I decided. I said, Swami, I had planned to come, and you know that I'm all ready to come. So please take care of my mother-in-law. Let me come to you first. So I decided, as some of the people relatives were not very happy about my decision, but I came to Swami first. We finished two two weeks of summer course. We were blessed abundantly. I think that year was a year when Swami has uh, taken the picture with the summer course girls and the boys. So children have a lot of good fond memories having a picture taken by with Swami, and then I let go all the girls. They went to their respective towns to see visit their grandparents, and then I came to Pune. In those two weeks, believe it or not, my mother-in-law from the intensive care to came to a regular room. <laughs> She was feeling much better. So I think that shows that if you do His work, if He is the first. Priority in your life, he'll take care of the rest of the problems. So then, I think that's the big lesson for all of us. Mm. And many times that situation arises again and again. But now, listening from looking back for our experience, Swami is always first, mm-hmm. and then come the rest of the stuff. I'll, I'll add to it since you asked question of talisman. Uh, It was a gift of life for me. Uh, it was summer of 1991, and I was diagnosed as the heart patient. And uh, uh, it was evident you from all. You must have been quite young at that time, Doctor Vadhani. Because I was 42, I would say 43, so right? Very, very, very young. Yeah. Very young. Yeah. So oh. we were surprised with that kind of condition developing, and 
uh, all the tests were positive. We had seen three cardiologists and, and went through the, all the test cycles. In the U.S.? In the U.S. Mm. It was distinctly about June or so, mm-hmm. or May of uh, that 19, 1991, I would say. And they... They, they responsible consent is required there. So I asked her, you know, we'd operate on her and it's okay with you. And she says, no, you can't operate on him. And because I had to ask my Sai Baba, my guru, before you do anything to him. So they were really kind of disappointed. But they said, do you really want to do that? They said, yes. He said, when will, when will you know? A week, two weeks? He said, no, our next trip is planned for his birthday is in November. <laughs> so five months. And she, she, con- she has consciously told them with this firm faith in her mind, give him drug therapy. So they'd give medications with, for nitrite tablets and uh, patches, which I used for like five months. A lot of angina pain over the five months. But with, with all the anxiety and things, it just went on, but we could bear it. And as soon as he came to Perth, we just forgot about it. That I'm sick. Huh. And we got involved. Swami was finishing up his new super hospital. And I said, maybe I'll be my first patient. <laughs> uh, I thinking. And uh, so and then we got involved in his activities and do, doing his work and helping in that cleanup process, you know, doing some saver work. And time went past quickly. After the inauguration, this name was 25th December. 25th November. No, sorry, November. No, yeah, birth, birth, <coughs> November. He called us for the interview two days, right after the birthday. And there were some Japanese people who were also in, in, in the group. We were two of us. Miss Sinclair was there too in, in the group that time. And a friend of mine had accompanied us, we three of us. So he called us, and then I was sitting just next to him. He asked me, what do you want? I said, Swami, nothing, I just want you. Thought even occurred to me, I'm not well. He was so happy you want me. And there he went, he materialized this bracelet which is in my hand. And it's got OM on it. Yes, a beautiful and sh- and, OM and, and showed motive. Out, showed yeah. Out to, yeah, he showed out to all the audience. It's gold. Uh-huh. Yeah, that I am this, I'm pointing to I'm not this. So he's not the body, he's he the OM body, card. He's the OM, right, okay. he's all pervasive. And it took me a while to understand what he was saying. So... And then he put in my hand, oh, take it. You want me? I'm coming with you. With this, I'll always be with you. And you've worn it since. Worn it then. So he called us then inside personal interview room. And uh, and this was on him. We gave back to him. He was trying to put it on my hand. It took him a little while to put it all tangled up. While he was doing it, he was just pressing my arm and oh, I going see. through. What, what, it took a couple of minutes with the exercise. And then, then he asked, Kamma, what do you want? To your wife. She, yeah. And she says, my husband's health is not well. He looked at her, he looked at me and gently tapped three times. On your chest? Chest. He said, no heart problem. We had never told her about the heart problem. We, she not existed. The health is not well. So she said, Swami, but doctors are saying medicines and operations. No operations, no medicines. It is my duty to take care of him. No harm will come to him. I'll be always with him, in him, around him, above him. This is my raksha on him. And that was assurance that she got. Mm. 
25 years ago. Yes. We came back, same doctor saw us, so this amazed, what could have happened? There was no reason for operation anymore. No. I think your wife's faith has helped you tremendously. I, I, I watch for that. She has much stronger faith than I have. And that's nice to hear being acknowledged. I think in uh, most uh, families, we notice that the women, as Swami said, are the cornerstone of faith in a family. Hmm. You know, you both spoke of uh, the need for love and values, dharma, in your business. Hmm. I want to go back to this question and ask you, you're thriving in a, uh, in a business model in the heart of capital, of capitalism. How does that work? Does it uh, affect your competitiveness or um, do you have to sometimes let go and uh, let go of profits? For, uh, because you want to follow certain ideals? Certain things we feel that's not right, we stay from stay away from it. Such as? Can you give so, me an example? I mean, ethically, we, we know that this is not the right direction or mm -hmm. ethically we know that, no, this is not the right firm or they're ruthless. Mm -hmm. We would just not go there. But I would say distinctly that following his teachings and staying consistent with our values that he has brought to us repeat customers year over year over years, like I said, 10-year relationships, because people value our service because the way we deliver it. Mm -hmm. For us, it's not making an extra dollar from a customer. We want to make sure that customer feels that he's getting more than he's paying for. Mm -hmm. And that comes from providing a lot of good consultative services and at the same time looking ahead of time because I said if I say I have to give excellence I have to make sure that I, that reflects back not only in how I deal with it how my employees deal with it when the customers see that they are getting not only value but they're getting that uh, extra mileage out of it at a competitive price they tend to keep coming back to us. 98% of the customers keep coming back to us. So we didn't, don't really go look for the work, but the work keep coming based on how we perform the work. Mm -hmm. But strictly focusing on the fact that customers' excellence is your highest priority, not as a lip service, but committed in our heart. Mm -hmm. That's so nice to hear. Dr. Vadwani and uh, Sunita Ji, you've also um, been very generous in sharing your uh, time, your talent, your technology, your resources with the Satisai mission at various levels. And uh, I know philanthropy is um, a key priority in your business model. However, when you are um, sharing all your resources with charities or the, or the organization in America, there is some tax benefit. But when you do it for us in India with our healthcare system or the Vidya Vahini program, you don't have any tax benefit that you get from the IRS. Uh, so how does that work? In our situation, we kind of made early decision that we need to work with Swami at our own pace and with his direct guidance. So early enough in 1992, a couple of my friends, Dr. Veda Bair, myself and Raj Dhawan and a few others, we said we need to form our own trust to be philanthropic work, but you should take benefit where it is possible. So we kind of set up our own trust called Prashanti Trust. Mm -hmm. 
I've been we, to we, the yeah. So we came. We came to Bhagwan. Uh, two trustees. Hartford, isn't it? Based in Hartford. Yes. Yeah. It was November of 1992, and we brought the proposal to him. And he, made the morning we landed, he called us for the interview, which was very rare. And uh, and like I said, our first trip was 1990s. We're not even that close. We took special chit and sat in the first row. And we went in. He looked the document. He spent the time. He named the trust. We had like 10 different names to the trust. He autographed it. He was very happy that we're doing this. That would be a very small, couple hundred thousand dollars worth of work. Uh, we started very slow and in a very humble way. And I distinctly remember post that interview that um, late Uncle Shori went to see him and his son-in-law is also a trustee. And he said, Ramesh, that lots of people come here with the trust proposals. A lot of people come with a lot of money. Swami turns them away. And you are such a little kid, basically, those days. And you want those humongous projects in your mind. But there is something more to that meets the eye. You continue his work with humility and love. Dedicate everything to him. And you will see it matured on the road. Take ego out of your way. And make sure that you're working as a team for of you. And since then, it's been smooth sailing. We started those activities, the water project going on. So we got the water project. Then Swami says, you want to open, so want to open school in the United States. Then, but that never materialized. But then we got into Swami's institutions, doing Seviwar in the colleges in the computer system. Then Super Special Hospital came through. He gave us the opportunity to computerize the whole hospital. So it, he has gradually molded us. And we wanted to do it at his direction rather than just working with U.S. or uh, U.S. structure. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have heard a little bit about this from bro- the late brother uh, Jatin Desai as well. Right. Yeah, he was trust member. Yeah. Right. Mm. His father's a trustee. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Mm. So, Prashanti Trust uh, operates independently of the Satisai International Organization. So, h- how do the synergies work? Is there an issue? Uh, we are independent, mm-hmm. but off and on when such a organization takes up an international project, whether it's Haiti or Nepal Relief, a few other come through, right. we, we step up and share our resources with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's no really differentiation, so to say, and we don't step on each other's toes. They are more organ- um, Satisai society before that those days was Satisai society, not the Sai Foundation. They work independently on the international level and the right. priorities are different. Our priorities are focused more and more of Swami's institutions here. We do take some relief work like Haiti relief or tsunami reliefs, uh-huh. but predominantly we are focused on working Swami's inst- institutions. Here in, in India? Here in India. So you provide IT help in the area of information technology? We provide IT help in information technology to the hospitals, Swami's hospitals, to to college and universities here in our, our, our earlier days, um, and then working with any health equipment is required, we finance it based on the strength that we have in in our trust. Mm-hmm. But we do work independently, and there's no problem with it. I see. Mm. That's very nice to know. Um, you both. Clearly, very devoted to Swami and his teachings, and you have a very deep faith. Post Mahasamadhi, 
what changed for you if at all i think for us especially for me nothing changed because that was a easter sunday yes we uh, we meet as a center we you call it yes samiti we call center there ramesh had got the call at night so ramesh took the first flight to come back here i was there i always treated swami as my father because i lost my father when i was 16 so i said to myself and all the devotees that we will do any daughter will do it for her father so we will do 30 days it is very difficult in usa because weekends is easy but the weekdays to come far distances to come for bhajans is very difficult but everybody was very happy to come the very first sunday 11 o'clock is our time the easter sunday when we started bhajan vibhuti appeared at all the pictures <laughs> so that was our side that he has left physically but he's still with us <laughs> and after that again it within a six but to a year about a year we got plenty of vibhuti all over the center pictures upstairs in the house uh, it by prasadam which i was giving swabhi was eating so that shows that physically yes he is no more with us but now he is with us all the time whenever you have any questions he can always sit or resolve the problems guide you so for me yes i still when i sit in the darshan line my head turns toward the right side to think oh swabhi is coming he'll be coming soon but was again i turned my head back and look at the sabadi i still had the same peace which i had it with swapi was here of course you do miss him physically because uh, i said we were very blessed as a family he's always has looked after us called us and guided us so you do miss that physical relationship which you had and i think ramesh had a mostly you know whenever he had a problem he will take a first flight and come and ask his ceo that this is happened how to do it so i think he misses in that direction more but i think now we had come to accept it that you know we had to keep his mission going he's not there only for a miracle he has done so much work so we had to recognize that word and try to put that word around usa every country has their own issues how to do it but in our little way we try to do it so this prashanti trust helps us to do some of the project which is mostly related to women health issues so there are so many girls now they are working they are independent and they are very happy to share whatever little way they can so that's the reason you know we is more i will say comfortable to know that people had accepted and they are ready for the next phase to put his mission more spread around the country in usa hmm very reassuring yeah. And what about you, Doctor Vadwani? Since you were in the habit of rushing back to your CEO and asking him questions in person, how do you deal with dilemmas now? Uh, it, it took me a while. I, I won't. I won't say that overnight. I said, "Okay, Sam is not there." I, I assured myself that he's here, and he showed signs in the house, like she, she mentioned. 
of his manifestations and guidance and hmm. uh, taking away them and all that. But it took me a while because we, I, I never really learned to pray to him. Hmm. I always thought him, he was my support. Mm-hmm. And see, that showed me that I can always run to him. Mm-hmm. So that is is the one problem to, has taken me a long time to accept it. But things are falling in place. There's guidance is there. The business is thriving. New works are coming, and I can see his hand in everything. But I'll, I'll go back to Naivedium, add one very humorous and uh, part part of it. It it was I think my grandson was six years old, Rowan. Six years old, and those days Swami when Swami takes him in the way they not all that, but those days sometimes he takes he takes week long. So we're sitting up there, and Jatin Desai was there, Falguni was there. We all did come to see it going through it, and so here comes my son. He says, "I want to offer it was a birthday, and his birthday party four o'clock. I want to offer my first cupcake to Swami." Mm-hmm. And here her, her mother was. Hmm? It's made from outside, not made in-house. They don't know what's in it, you know. And my wife, Sunita, said, the child is giving out of heart and love. Let him give it. Mm-hmm. Let him offer it. And we all, we all sitting around. Here's the altar. There was Swami's plate up there. He went and just kept the cake up there. And we were just, it was just flashing light that became a half moon. Oh, Swami somebody bit into it. Yes. Right. So, they say, Swami's not gone anywhere. He's right there in front of showing sign that I am with you. Don't be afraid. Just give your problems to me. Talk to me and I'll always take care of it. There was a great eye-opener for us, for a small child. It was felt, made him so happy. Happy, my God. And it doesn't birthday. matter to him whether it was made from outside. He just wanted to make sure that it didn't make any difference to him to accept his offering with love to Swami. Right. Very beautiful. Now, there is this question of, um, with regards to the society that you live in, in America especially, or actually it applies to the whole world, the topic of uh, relevance of Swami's uh, message compared to the reverence that you have. So, vis-a-vis the the issue of relevance versus reverence. Mm. What is it that you tell people? How do you try to communicate about Swami to the mainstream American society. Sairam, you just heard an interview with Dr. Ramesh Sunita Vadwani from USA. This episode of Trishwit Divinity was recorded at the studios of Radio Sai in Prashantinilam on February 24th, 2017. Thank you and Sairam.